And it is great to see everyone here today. Uh, you know, I was thinking this week about Christmas coming up and, and all the gift giving and gift receiving and, and how great it feels to do both. And, and it reminded me of something that I experienced way back when I was younger. I was about 16 or 17 years old and I worked at Holiday Marina. And while I was there, I encountered a man who was in need with him and his family. They, they really didn't have enough to provide their children for Christmas. And I felt compassion for him. And I wanted to do something to help that family. So I got my brother to take me down to Rose's department store in Lawrenceville. We didn't have a Kmart in my area at the time. We were still shopping at Rose's. And my sister worked there. And I told her, you know, that I just wanted to get a couple of things for this family. Well, my sister went and decided that she was going to help. And then she started telling her coworkers, by the time we were finished shopping, we had a car full of toys and clothes for this family. And I took it to their house. And my brother wanted to knock on the door and ensure that they got it, go in and talk to him. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to put it at the door, knock on the door, and leave. Because I didn't want them to know who brought it because I didn't want them to feel bad about it. I wanted them to enjoy the gift. And we struggle sometimes when we do good things of whether we should express the joy that we feel by doing it or whether we should just be quiet about it. Is there a right time and a wrong time to speak about it? It's difficult to know sometimes, but I think that it's an important thing to understand because giving and receiving can be both beneficial and yet destructive. And we don't want the destructive part. We want it to be the, the, the joyful and beneficial part. Today's passage of Scripture comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. The Word of God says that in those days John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is the one whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather of belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him in all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary but the chaff will burn with uncomfortable fire. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father God, we come before you today and thank you again for this opportunity that you have given for us to gather in your house. Father, today I ask that, that you be with me, 
as I deliver the message and ask that, that you empty me of my own desire and to take from me my own side of things that I hear and see in this world. But show me, Father God, the reality of your revelation, of what it is that, that you would have for us, your children, to, to hear and experience. Fill me with your spirit, Father God, that, that every word I speak would be pleasing to you and flow from your throne for the edification of your church. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We look at this passage of Scripture and we think, what does any of that have to do with giving good gifts to people? You know, and I look at things a little differently than most folks I know. And so when I look at it, I don't see the same story that we hear over and over again, that John the Baptist comes proclaiming the way for Jesus Christ, proclaiming that we as a people are to repent of our sins and be baptized. I think that if we look deeper into the passage that we have before us today, that, that we can see God's revelation to humanity presented to us in a way that, that will change and alter our lives, the way that we think and even in the way that we give. You see, Jesus Christ was the gift that was coming. And he is the gift that was given to us as a church. But John the Baptist had to, to go before this man to, to prepare the way to say to everyone that, that don't look, look at me, but look to the one who's coming. The gift is coming. I am just the messenger to let you know that, that someone is something greater than I is coming. And I think sometimes in life we experience that same very thing as a people. That God sends us out into the world to go before someone who is in need. You see, the people in Jerusalem were in need of a Savior. And they needed someone to go out and proclaim that Jesus Christ was coming. And they needed that gift to be given. And many times in our life, God calls on us to work in people's lives. But how we present our gifts and how we give those gifts can change people and their perspective toward us and how they receive that gift. I think about the family that, that I told you about, I didn't want to knock on that door and say, hi, I'm here, and we didn't. We knocked on the door after dropping the gifts off, and I got in the car, and I took off. But something odd happened inside of me. I felt really good about what I did and how that family was going to receive it. And I wanted to tell them. I wanted so bad to, to show up at work on Monday and say, you know what, brother, I brought those gifts over to your house. I hope you enjoyed them. But I have to stop and ask myself this question. In making that statement to him, am I looking to give glory to myself or am I looking to give glory to God for the actions that I've done? And that's the question that we have to ask ourselves when we get ready to give. See, John is preaching the message of repentance. And he was saying to the people to, to bear fruits worthy of repentance. In other words, he was saying, make sure that our lives resemble a fruitful life. A life that, that represents the image and the love of God. And I think that takes forethought. That we have to stop and think about how our actions are going to impact us and, and how our actions might impact the people around us. In the book of Matthew, Jesus says this about giving. He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. For if you do... You will have no reward from your Father in heaven. 
So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what it is that your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Brian, is this microphone on? I'm going to try something here. Now, in, in the old days, Jesus references the hypocrites coming out of the streets and announcing with trumpets blowing about the gifts that they give. I think he probably was using that theatrically. I don't know that, that anyone in society was actually doing something like this. Yep. It's not your Brian. It's my end. Here we go. Let's try this. Beauregard has come forth today to present to you a gift of $1,000. Nobody does that. Do you think? Maybe not with a trumpet blast like that, but, but sometimes we do. We come forward with a gift that, that we want to give someone, and because we feel so good about what we're doing, that we may announce or, or, or demand from the people unintentionally some type of respect or honor. You see, when we give the gift, I have found that the best way to do it is this. You go to the person, you give them the gift, and you say, I want to give this to you. And let them say thank you. And walk away. And don't say anything else about it. You see, God wants to reward us in heaven for our deeds. And part of that reward that, that he wants to give us when we enter the heavenly kingdom is glory. But if we take for ourselves the glory here on earth for the things that we do, his word tells us that we won't receive it in heaven. He says, clearly, you've already received your gift. You claimed it for yourself. You took it for yourself. So you don't get it for eternity. And you don't want that experience. I don't want that experience. I want my experience in heaven to be an eternal experience of bliss and joy. Not that I want credit for anything. But I want to experience God in his fullness. And I think that the lesson that we learn from gift giving is this, is that it's important for us to give. Scripture is clear about that. We are to help people in need, but we are to remain a humble person because the reality is this. The gift that we bestow upon someone else came from God the Father. Every good and precious gift that we have received in our life, though we may think that it came from the, the labor of our own, our own hands or from the sweat of our brow, it only came from our Father because it was our Heavenly Father who provided us the opportunity to earn the resources to, to buy that gift or to provide another service for someone. And if we, we remember that, then, then we remember just how much love the Father has for His children. That in our time, he did not let us go hungry. That in our time, he, he blessed us not with just material and financial wealth, but he blessed us with a wealth of community of believers that we share our lives with. And it's our duty and responsibility to protect those things that God gave us. 
You see, if I give to a person and then demand respect from it, I damage that relationship. I make the, the person that's receiving that gift feel less than what they really are, and in a, in a sense, I kind of lift myself up above them. And that's not the effect that we want. When we give, we want to, to give with our whole hearts. We want to have that gift do what it was intended to do, which is to uplift and provide for the needs of a person or people. Walk away from the temptation to say, look what I have done for you. And live in the glory of God as you sit back and watch the recipient receive the pleasure of that gift. And when we do that, the treasure that we find is this. We become more like our Heavenly Father. If I was asked today for a show of hands of how many times has God said to you, I gave to you my son to save you, you owe me. Never once has he ever said. And we as a people should follow in that same example. And it's not just that we receive a reward in heaven, but it protects the community of believers. It is hard to receive help from someone, especially when, when you're a person that's in need. Because when a person is in need, they may very well feel as if they're not meeting the standard of everyone else. They may feel like that, that they aren't worthy like others are. And we as a people have no desire to, to encourage that kind of thought, but, but to lift the people up. To say to a brother or a sister, you know what? You might be having an issue right now. You might not be able to afford or you might be in need of something. And I want to help you. But it's not to make you feel less than a person, but it's to, to give you a, a tool to lift you up, to, to help empower you or to help get you through this difficult time, because I know you're going to rise. You just need a little help. And I think that helps us to remember that we as a people are always a people in need. No one in this world can make it on their own. Humility helps us to remember that. I tell people things such as, no one calls me to get me up out of bed to get up and go to work. Or when I know something has to be done. I don't depend upon anyone to, to call me and say, Tommy, go do it. Tommy just goes and does it. But can I share with you how many times in my life that I've had to receive encouragement from my wife to step out of my house to put on an armor for the sake of others. We're all dependent upon one another. And in the view of our material wealth, financial gain, or whatever it is that we have, it is easy for people to look at what one has and what the other one doesn't. 
and feel somewhat different. But the reality of life is this. When a person is missing something in their life, there is another person somewhere that that has the means to fill that need. And that person who is missing also has a character or a quality that is a need by another person. Which brings us up to a level plane. One no important than the other, but one with a gift that another one doesn't have, that another one needs. We learn to live with one another, helping one another and caring for one another with humility in our heart and love for God. And when we receive a gift from someone, remember this. You are receiving that gift because the Father in heaven saw a need. And he spoke to another of his children to meet that need. Because we as a family must depend on one another. So when we begin to think about Christmas and the the giving of gifts and the, the receiving of gifts, let's keep in mind the words that John the Baptist spoke here. Repent and bear fruits worthy of repentance. And I like how he put the command to repent before the act because it says to us as a people that we can rationalize and we can think and we can know in our hearts in advance how our gift will be received and how we can make the recipient of that gift more important to us and feel loved when giving that gift. So I guess what I'm saying is this. Take time to consider every person that you approach and not just give the physical gift, but give the gift of consideration. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you and we thank you for the time that you've given us to come together today. And Father, as we move into this Christmas season, as we continue to experience Advent, when we're spending our time looking for your coming into our lives, help us to remember the, the words that you spoke when you said that no man knows the day nor the hour but to be prepared. For when I come, I will come like a thief in the night. Help us to be a prepared people as we prepare to receive you and enter into your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The God, as we prepare to close today, and we remember the sacrifice of your Son, not just in word, but 
as we experience the life that he gave through Holy Communion. Help us to receive and enjoy the gift of your love as we go out into the world to share your gospel to those who are in need. Help us to empower and lift up and encourage the lives of those around us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.